Hello, 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 and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible. And you know what? That's okay. I'm Hillary. And I'm Megan, and that's my AC in the back because I'm 36 weeks pregnant and I'm made of sweat. <laughs> so if you hear a buzz, deal with it. Um, <laughs> yup, uh, unless you want to carry around a 7-pound, 13-ounce child inside your uterus. Yeah, that's... You're, you're having a nine pound, but you're so in denial. You're having a nine pound baby. It's okay. I'm literally like cro- closing my eyes and I'm like, maybe she'll shrink. <laughs> maybe she will lose the hair. Maybe, maybe like babies get smaller in the womb. <laughs> they, don't, they don't, guys. Spoiler. Anyway, continue. God, so this is, um, uh, this is us, uh, this is us speaking about things that we did, um, in our fandom heydays, even though uh, we still participate in fandom to, like, a lighter degree. Yeah, but, from my um, home. <laughs> yeah, we figured, we figured um, that we'd do something a little different today, and uh, this episode's called Fandom Antics, and uh, it's about um, fan fiction and AMVs. They're AMVs, they're not edits, okay, you Gen Zers. <laughs> the AMVs don't be cowards. All right, I, I <laughs> crawled through the AMV section so you could run through your goddamn edits. <laughs> <laughs> and cosplaying and all of, um, all that fun stuff that is associated with being a fan. And this is gonna be, uh, this is, this is a kind of a content warning for cringe, like, yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> like, I won't give you any links to any of the things that I, like, dressed up in you or, gotta like, look it up posted online, but, like, I'm certain if you, like, do enough detective work, you can probably find, like, the fan fiction or the AMVs and never anything else. <laughs> All right. So, um, do you want to start or should I start? Um, go ahead, girl. All right. So, um, I am... In my professional life, I am a writer and an editor. I um, have a master's degree in writing, and I have always been writing ever since I was a child. And uh, the second I discovered what, like, the internet, essentially, because I was also very into reading. Like, Mm -hmm. I was very much a book nerd, like Harry Potter, Holes, which we'll get to, um, (laughs) and um, all of this stuff. And I, I looked in, um, I looked online because my dad was like, how about you like look on the internet, like while I supervise, because that's what parents did back in the day. Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not saying anything, continue. <laughs> no, it's fine. And I was like, I discovered this hallowed website called fanfiction.net. And do you remember that? Do you remember fanfiction.net, Megan? Um, uh, excuse me. I wrote a four-chapter story about Lulu and Oren from Final Fantasy X, so yeah, I did. <laughs> and I was approached by somebody outside. Like, they, like they messaged me on fanfiction. I'm so upset I never told you this. Okay, wait. So no! I wrote... Okay, hold on. So um, we're, this is not a Final Fantasy X episode, but spoiler alert, Oron is dead. Like, Oron's a ghost throughout, like, all of Final Fantasy X. It came out in 2002. You had 18 years. Calm down, people. 
Um, and Lulu is not dead, but she's like goth, and I'm like real into it because I'm like, ooh, a goth witch and a dead person. Yeah, mm-hmm, we're gonna pair that right now. Um, it's the ultimate goth fantasy. It really, truly, it's my fucking fantasy. I was like, <laughs> I would watch you have sex, lady. Except like, I was like, I'm gonna be her because I was like 15, and I'm like, I'm gonna look like her when I get older, and then I just did not. Um, <laughs> so the fan fiction was like four chapters, and I like basically like hit different plot points in the game, but I like told them from the perspective of like Lulu or Oren or whatever, and I like added shit in, and um, and somebody like messaged me, and they're like, we are creating a RPG about Lulu and Oren, and we'd love for you to write the script, and I'm like, yes, let me know, and then it's 2020 now. So, <laughs> look, listen, they may hit you up after this podcast. <laughs> they and... totally will. They'll be like, hey, so remember when you said you were going to write that script? And I'd be like, okay, great. And it would Time's a waste. <laughs> it would literally just be filled with like lines like, hey, Oron, so you feel very light for a man who looks like he weighs a good 190. And he'd be like, yeah, it's, uh, I've been dieting a lot, like, and dieting. <laughs> man, uh, we're going to have to go home i'm already home but i'm starting with the puns <laughs> i swear so so megan is very familiar with fanfiction.net and i like found and i found harry potter fanfiction i was like and most of the fanfiction that i found was um was you know like continuations of like because because back then the books were being written and there was two to three years in between each book. Yeah. And you didn't know what was going to happen. And the theories were wild. It was the wild mass guessing section on TV tropes, except like on the Harry Potter forums. And like so, mostly children. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like mostly like 11 to 13 year olds like myself. Yep. Um, and, uh, then, and so I started writing my own self-insert fan fiction in which I was Dumbledore's long-lost granddaughter, and I was the American student that was, it, I deleted it out of shame. Um, I'm so sad, because I uh, wish I, you, were you really an American fan of Harry Potter if you didn't write your own self-insert fan fiction on how you, an American, was accepted to Hogwarts, a school specifically for UK students? <laughs> yeah. Were you an American fan, guys? No, mm -mm, you weren't. If you didn't write your own character where you're like, okay, and I'm going to be in this house, and I'm right next to this person, like, I and share a room with this person. I was, because I had a crush on Daniel Radcliffe at the time, I was, of course, Harry's new girlfriend. Oh, and boy, <laughs> I love it so much already. Five stars, we're going to get it to the top of the New York Times bestseller list. And then... A nightmare struck because my classmates, one of my classmates who I thought was cool, who I followed around all the time. Um, this was in the beginning of our friendship, Megan. So um, I was like really more into my school friends and less into my theater friends. And then it became the reverse very quickly. I'm so, in I'm so insulted, Hillary. How dare you have a different group of friends before we became friends? I know, right? <laughs> I know. So, um... I, I struggle to talk about this because um, this was, God. So, Inuyasha fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I was expecting some heavy shit. Like, I had no friends. And then you're like, Inuyasha fan fiction. And I'm like, whoa, that's so worse. <laughs> we, so, my group of friends found an Inuyasha Sashomaru 
They're brothers. <laughs> like, like, like blood, like blood brothers, like by blood. Like, okay. Um. <laughs> they are blood brothers. We found a fan fiction in which they, they, it was called a lemon back I'm then. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I printed it out. I printed it out on my fucking family's computer. Of course you fucking did, because our parents back in the day were like, ooh, text, she's reading. And I think this one it was, and my mom had read it. It was like full-on anal sex. Wow! (laughs) Hello! And we didn't know how it worked. We were like... Because we all, the only sex we had knowledge of was like PIV, like intercourse. And we barely knew anything about that because we're in like seventh grade. So I'm, I bring in this fan fiction. We're all reading it. My teacher's like, what is that? And I like shove it in my backpack. I'm, and this is great. My, uh, one of my friends, um, who I will not name here, she and I used to walk together, um, to and from school it was like our parents wanted us to be safe and she was like we were silent it was just like very quiet and then she was like where does it go and And then oh my god so like my later my later career was that excruciatingly introduced me to slash fan fiction or yaoi fan fiction as it's called in anime and somehow, somehow I stuck with it, and I mostly read, you know, I found it in Harry Potter, and I, there are some really good fan fictions that are Remus serious. They're my one pairing. They're, they're, they're there! They're there! <laughs> Just crying to the heavens. Remus Sirius is real. Oh my god, she made them straight and she fucking killed Sirius. I hate her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's like, um, so that was like sort of my introduction to like the fan fiction world and like I know I was involved in other fandoms, like in high school, and sometimes those fandoms wrote fan fiction. I was into like music fandom, for example, and they wrote fan fiction about real people, and I was kind of just like, okay, you do you, that's fine. I'm I'm not gonna get into that. Yeah. But um, I was like, I kind of read one once, and I was like, I feel weird reading. This. I feel weird because these are real people that really have real lives, and I feel like I'm making some general assumptions about this shit. Yeah, I feel, I feel, like, I feel like I'm making these real people into fictional characters and if I ever met this real fictional like real person I would not be able to look them in the eye (laughs) oh yeah yeah no absolutely that's that's one of the things I could never really get into was like reading fan fiction about people like real humans and I was like uh no I'll stick to cartoon characters it's fine (laughs) you know and that was fan fiction was really an extension of my love for reading Mm -hmm. it was um, I also wrote really bad, like, holes self-insert fan fiction. Um, I'm really excited to figure out how to fit a girl in that book. I was the only girl who was allowed. It was me. It was just me. you. Just it, you. What crime it was did you just, commit? It was just me. What crime did I commit? I completely wrecked my school lunchroom. I think that's what it was. Or, like, I, I stole something imagine. or broke something or I oh don't know. Oh, my God. I love, I love baby Hillary's idea of what gets her to prison. Um, <laughs> I wrecked my school lunchroom. You know what it would have happened is your school would have been like, all right, let's round up 16 of these kids and figure out how we're going to punish them. Like... <laughs> Seriously. I had no 
idea. I was like an innocent suburban child. Like I was. I mean, children have no idea of what gets you to prison other than murder, and they're like, "Well, kids don't kill people." I was, I was like, I was like, I sure didn't kill somebody, and for some, like, I was the only. And okay, so my name. My name was not my name because my parents were very much like, you will never put your real name on the internet. And now I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, Continue. And, and no, and, and I was like, okay. And now my real name is like everywhere on the internet. <laughs> and like, <laughs> whatever. None of you will ever know it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, unless you're really good at figuring out where we record this from. Exactly. In which case, then, wow, impressive. Impre- uh, yeah, I wouldn't even be mad. I'd just be impressed. <laughs> not even but, mad. Like, impressive. My name was and I didn't I was like this name sounds cool not knowing it was an actual literal fucking author who wrote Journey to the Center of the Earth Jules Verne that was the name of my character wow wow girl you chose it you did wow you literally could have gender swapped too and been like this boy Um. and I was like my fan fiction was like uh, I, I was still the Stanley Yelnats in my head was Shia LaBeouf, and <laughs> the Stanley Yelnats in my head is always Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> and <laughs> I just I can't I I cannot like thinking of Baby Hillary being like ah uh, yes we used okay so Megan and I used to do this thing and then I'm gonna let Megan get to her uh, sorted history with AMVs <laughs> because I know no they're so good they I watched the accidentally in love one the other day and it was so that's good. not even an AMV that is a straight up slideshow sorry <laughs> continue though <laughs> um so uh we, Megan and I used to do this thing where like we'd see something in a movie or, like, some scene in a movie or some scene, like, in a TV show. And then I'd look at her and she'd look at me and I'd go, fan fiction. And, like, oh, yeah, and we just <laughs> sweep, yeah. sweep my fingers across, like, an imaginary keyboard. And it just, like, it just reminds me of more innocent days. Oh, and I actually, uh, I actually, uh, you know what? I am going to admit this on, um, I'm going to admit this on the podcast and it's okay and it's here and it's now. I am writing fan fiction right now. Uh, for the first time in 10 years. <laughs> and well, hot diggity damn. I'm proud of you. <laughs> it's really good. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> I, I'm certain it is. I mean, God, you've had like decades worth to just, you know, improve on the quality of the writing. So it's not going to say shit like, like Jules stumbled over to Stanley. I, I, I just wanted to say hello. <laughs> did you like read the fan fiction? Because I, actually didn't. I didn't, but man, oh man, I can take some large, broad guesses as to how every millennial wrote fucking fan fiction, especially with regards to teenage characters in the mid to late 2000s. Oh yeah, no. I'm not I, here to call you out. I'm just here to call out every fan fiction writer from the years 2000 to 2009. Fight me. Uh, there was definitely a des- there was definitely a, absolutely there's definitely a description in there of uh, like my character being like not like other girls you know like stuff like that like stupid oh, shit course. like that oh yeah no no of course listen we all go through that phase you're like I'm not like other girls I don't bathe I'm sorry that's me whoops um, <laughs> ooh. God no this is just this is just bringing back like happy memories and like happy like really carefree times when like all I could do all I could do was be like write my like hypothetical fan fiction about what came next in Harry Potter and read like all about the 
all you're, about the... Your, it, in, your intensity into Harry Potter is absolutely beautiful. Because what I would do... So, just I'm just going to quickly shift gears to me. Because I want please to. Please do. <laughs> please do. Are so, you kidding? So, I love how, you're, like, for you, you're like, I got into Harry Potter. And, like, I discovered fan fiction. And, you know, that was it. Um, for me, so it all starts back in the tender year of whatever the year Tenchi Muyo came out on uh, adults, like, Toonami. I, I must have been, like, fucking... Tenchi- Tenchi yeah. Muyo, Tenchi Muyo. So it was shit. Tenchi Muyo, Tenchi in Tokyo, and Tenchi Universe, and they used to cycle through this stuff. Now, I had a babysitter back then because I was a child. I must have been like six or seven. Um, maybe even younger than seven because Pokemon came out in 1997, and that was also something I was into. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! came out in two- 1999, 2000? No, Pokemon came out in 1999? Whatever. Regardless was, I got into anime real young. It was like, it's like the equivalent of like when like kids in the 50s, they used to like use like whiskey on their teeth and then they all became alcoholics in their 40s. It was just different because for me, like I was into Tenchi Muyo and Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and Sailor Moon and... And so much shit that I'm like, man, you just really set yourself up for failure, didn't you, Megan? You were yep. you were just like, what? Eyes glued to the television, and then turning around, Absolutely. eyes bloodshot. I can stop anytime. Exactly, <laughs> and like, uh, so, so for me, um, I, so I got into video games pretty young. Um, I was I was actually more of your definition of not like other girls because in the '90s. If you were a girl that played video games, you were a boy. You were like, who? Who likes Pokemon? Pokemon's stupid. Like, you know, because there was literally no basis of comparison. Like, video games had just been created, like, a decade prior. And uh, I didn't care. I just loved the idea of a Game Boy. And I loved Pokemon. I specifically loved Jigglypuff. She was adorable. Um, and I got... One of my favorite stories about, like, early early fandom days was I, I had a Game Boy color. And I had Pokemon Blue. And I got up to Lieutenant Surge at Vermilion City, and I could not win. I was just losing and losing and losing. So I handed it to my classmate, David, and I was like, beat it. And David said, okay. And he gave it back to me a week later, and I had beaten the game with uh, three level 100 Pokemon. And I was like, how the fuck did this happen? Never going to question it. Never restarting the game again. (laughs) And uh, I still actually have that. My mom gave that to me. Like, I went over her house, and she's like, here, I found your Game Boy. I figured you'd want this. As like as if I'm like leaving the country to like go to war, and she's just like, you want a memory of your childhood. Oh my god. Um, I was also when I say heavy into um, video games, like I, I I think video games are specifically like from Japan. So I never got Final Fantasy VII, <clears throat> but don't you worry, guys, I'm into it now. So you can just all quickly just skip over any future Final Fantasy VII episodes because I'm just gonna talk for four hours about it. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> it's all good. And and uh and I didn't so I didn't get into Final Fantasy VII. My sister was into Final Fantasy VIII. Um, we got a PlayStation Two in two thousand and one, maybe two thousand and two. Uh, and then I got Kingdom Hearts shortly thereafter. Uh, we had an N sixty four. I got Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Um, I mean, I was obsessed. I was obsessed. Did the game come from Japan? Fucking buying it. <laughs> <laughs> Getting it right now. Pretend to teach myself Japanese like I was going to go there one day. I had a whole plan. And um, so, so uh, after I got the PlayStation 2 is when I started writing fan fiction. But the better part of my fandom was I did AMVs. So the AMV that Hillary's talking about is, is not... So technically, I, did, I didn't do AMVs because AMV stands for anime music videos. So I did technically VGMVs. I did video game music videos. Um, so the, the one that Hillary's talking about is a song, Accidentally in Love. You 
know, from Shrek, because I was ahead of the curve on Shrek, y'all. <laughs> yeah, you Gen Zers don't know. <laughs> um, so it's this game, Phoenix Wright. And Phoenix Wright, I swear to God, I'm already cringing thinking about writing this, like like writing this, saying this. And so there's this character named Maya, and Maya's like a spiritual medium, and she's like 17, I think, or 16 in the course of the game. Phoenix is like 27 or something. He's definitely, definitely an adult, and she is definitely not. And I was like, they belong together. Like, so there's just a lot of pictures that I found to just put the two of them right next to each other. And I posted that in like 2008 or something, and now it has like 35,000 views. And that's, you know, my legacy. That's it. When it gets to the pearly gates, like, God's gonna just show that on a projector. It's just gonna be that AMV over and over and over again. Um, but I also did more, what I was prouder of were my musical theater slash Kingdom Hearts chain of memory uh, AMVs. I'm gonna call them. them AMVs because I just, I can't call them VGMVs. Um, so so specifically, like, I did one on Keep It Gay uh, from the producers with Organization 13. And I do not give a single fuck with regards to, like, people like, hey, that hasn't aged well. And I'll be like, excuse me, show me canonically where any of these motherfuckers are straight. No? Shut up. Um, <laughs> and it's amazing because, like, I would sit in Windows Movie Maker and, like, be like, ah, it doesn't match up perfectly. And, like... I did the stupidest shit. I did Chicks a Goddess from the last five years with Roxas, who is a 16-year-old nobody. And I literally mean that. He's a nobody. Um, and I was just like, yeah, okay. Chicks a Goddess is very similar to what, uh, you know, a soulless husk deals with on a daily basis. Wanting to be a Jewish man who dates women who aren't Jewish, obviously. Duh. So I, okay, like, I know about the Keep It Gay because I... You and I watched that a lot when we were kids. We absolutely But, did. like, I have never seen the Chicks of Goddess one. Please and don't like, ever look it up. No, I am going to. Half, of, half <laughs> the comments are, this is the only, co this is the only copy of Chicks of Goddess I could find. Why are you, go why did you put stupid anime shit along the back of it? And I'm like, well, uh, did you know that people can be into two things at once, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and what else did I do? I did, um... Oh my god, there was, uh, so I was really into D. Gray Man uh, when I was a teenager, and so I did Road Song from D. Gray Man to, uh, to Lyric Scene, and like, I just did a ton of, of these stupid videos, and um, for me, I just like doing it, it was just fun for me. I also cosplayed and went to conventions, however, I went to conventions during the dark ages of conventions, which was the mid-2000s, and um, it's weird to go to a convention, like, nowadays, like, there's so many rules, like, please take a shower. <laughs> Why like, is that a bad a rule? <laughs> Listen, I don't know if you've ever done this, but when I used to go to cons, so I was a teenager, and like, my, my yearly budget was $16. <laughs> Yes. So I had no money. And like, I remember being at this con that doesn't exist anymore. I don't want to use too many names because like, you guys can absolutely find my shit if you tried. Um, and I went to this con. It doesn't exist anymore. And uh, we went to the hotel and it was me and nine other teenagers just in a bedroom. Um, like four people to each queen size bed and like some on the fucking floor. And it was horrifying and it was awful. And... Oh man, what I wouldn't give to go back. And then I went to another convention and it was, how many people in that room? Like, I want to say like 15 people in that hotel room. And it was like a suite. So you had people sleeping in the bathtub, again on the floor, four people in the king size bed. <laughs> 
it was amazing. We were all so broke. You have no idea. I don't know who got their mom to use their credit card to get a king suite, but Jesus Christ, it would not be me in the future. I, like if my if my daughter came up to me and was like, Mom, I want to go to a convention. Can we put the suite on your credit card? And I'd be like, yeah, and you're going to sleep in the suite with me and, you, and your dad, and that's it. We're not having anybody else in there. My mom. And I'd be like, listen, I'm not here to tell you that it's weird for you to sleep in a room with 12 other strangers when you're 16 years old, but it's weird when you sleep in a room with 12 other strangers and you're 16 years old. Don't fucking do it. it okay, yeah. But like, I, I always stress this to, like, younger people. Like, when, it's like, it was such a different time. And, like, it there's... Was, it, it was not just different. Like, I feel like cons were not that cons are like like you know not that any place is truly 100% safe but like the creepy dudes that are into anime back in 2006 2007 2008 far outweighed the normal group of people who were like not sexualizing children yeah Oh, yeah, the, the fucking body pillows with their waifus or whatever. At least if they walk around with that in public, everyone's like, well, I'm going to stay more than six feet away now. Um, this thanks person, for giving me that heads up, sir. This uh, person looks like they don't bathe. <laughs> exactly. Like, but back in the day, like, oh, my God. It, it was, was just, we didn't think of that kind of stuff. It was I went, the Wild West. There were no cops. There wasn't, like, a security person who was like, hey, sir, you're getting very close to that person who looks like a teenager. It was I, just, yeah, I went to one of those cons with you, and I yeah. did, like, a classic cosplay, and, like, I had a lot of fun, but, like, there were, like, grown-ass people in our cosplay group, and, like, this guy was mm-hmm. like, it's fine, I guess. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Megan. No, you're um, good. This guy was like, it's fine, I guess, for a closet cosplay. And I was like, I'm 15 years old. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, and like, so for me, I, one of my, one of the biggest things that I used to cosplay from was Oran High School Host Club. I used to cosplay as Renge Hoshikuji because it was my favorite character. And uh, we had a host club that we set up like on the lawn where the con was. We didn't get a panel. We didn't get a fucking group. Like we were like, we're not paying that money. We're just going to do it for free on the fucking lawn. And yeah, that's awesome. And what I did was I brought my little boom box and I created a mixed CD of like every song in the Oran High School Host Club original soundtrack. And I also had like the cast soundtrack, which was like only in Japan. It wasn't released in America. But then again, like a lot of shit wasn't released in America back in the day. So you have to just find shit on LimeWire and download it. Um, so um, like I had the opening theme song of Kiss Kiss Fall in Love. But I also had like um, uh, Bokura no Love Style, which is what the Hitachi twins sing. Um, oh my God, whatever. Like uh, I literally blanking on the names, but I like had the whole CD. Well, it was great. She's and it was all on a CDR. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I was the I was the manager of the host club, so I was like taking people's names, and I'm like, so what's your name? And they're like, oh, I'm Axel, and uh, this is Reno, and I'm like, okay. And who would you like to see? We'd like to see Maury and Honey, and I'm like, okay. There's gonna be a five minute wait for Maury and Honey. Can you wait? Yeah, yeah, okay. All right, I'll call your name when we're ready. <laughs> so good, so good. And like, so and nobody gave me their real fucking name. I'm like, okay, so um, it's Naruto, is it? Yes, okay. And is that Sakura? No, Eno. Okay, I don't know that fucking series you're a bitch anyway <laughs> uh, we'll, call, we'll call your name in the next five to ten minutes tamaki currently has the longest wait of 15 minutes if anyone would like to see kiyoya he's been kind of alone for the last 20 or so minutes so going fast no okay kiyoya he's still hang out guy <laughs> you do you and it was just so good um it's it, it, it's i mean 
I've done stuff like I LARPed, which was really weird to do as Ayame Soma from Fruits Basket. <laughs> I've just done like, like I had my hands in several baskets with regards to anime. Like I LARPed, I did the dating, sh the dating game. I did the cosplay chess. Um, I had cosplay groups that I was a part of. I never made my costume because why would I? eBay existed. Um, exactly. I, uh, God, it was, it was like, it's so funny because like, like I keep bringing up the, why did I have to bathe thing? But really I just truly like did not bathe because I wanted to enjoy every fucking second of the goddamn convention. <laughs> I, you know what? Like, no, literally I rescind my judgment from before because I understand that logic. <laughs> I mean, now, like if I were, like I was talking about going to convention this year before Corona and everything, before I knew I was pregnant. I was actually thinking about going to a convention last year. And one of the craziest things is, um, so I, I've, uh, last year, before I got pregnant, I, uh, I actually, I weighed less because I wasn't pregnant. You know, like, that's how it works sometimes. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm, I've actually, for the last three years before this, I'd been focusing, like, really heavy on, like, weightlifting routine. And, like, I was doing, like, low, I was, like, you know, I was, I was just interested in, like, getting in shape because I was not in shape when I was 16, 17, and 18 years old. I subsisted on Mountain Dew and um, Hostess Cakes. Loved that shit. I was, I had a terrible fucking, and a lot of Chinese food and a lot of shitty things from Dunkin' Donuts. Um, the Dunkin' Donuts still stays the same though. Cause why would I ever quit that? Um, <laughs> but um, I, so over the years uh, that I've like been like more into fitness and stuff, like my body composition has changed. And one of the things that I bought was a Raven costume from, uh, uh, from Teen Titans. And Teen Titans was one of my like absolute favorite, like not Japanese things. Um, <laughs> and I, like, I think for me, um, like, a lot of the stuff that I'm doing now as, a, as an adult uh, into, you know, in my 30s now, it, it all has to do with, like, I'm bringing fandom in a way that I can enjoy it. Uh, so I like doing, like, me and my husband went as Rick and Morty for Halloween three, two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. And we were, like, making out, and it was great. And they were like, oh, they're from that universe. And it's, it's fun because, like, as an adult, I can enjoy it with other adults. And, like, you can make those silly, stupid jokes about these characters that you took. Like, I took shit way too seriously when I was younger um and as an adult like I went as Zool from Ghostbusters uh, Mike went as uh Rick Moranis's character I'm I'm maybe I need to give you guys a hint he's shorter than me that's why we do these things by, by like quite a bit so. yeah by quite I mean to give I'm 5'11 he's 5'2 so uh we always choose characters like I went as Princess Bubblegum for our first Halloween he went as Finn uh, we love doing characters that are like uh, canonically either either they're together or they've been together or like in the case of you know Rick Moranis and Sigourney Weaver and Ghostbusters they just kind of made out for one scene. <laughs> yeah. But like we 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 love that because there's actually like you know it, it, I think there's just this this funness that I get to have as an adult that I didn't get to have as a teen because uh, you know I'm spending my own money to to make these to make these costumes to purchase these costumes from legitimate seamstresses and and people and like cosplayers. Who who legitimately make this as their form of living. And one of the things I can say is like the happiest part of being in fandom as like an older, <laughs> an older teenager who's in 30 um, <laughs> is that I can, I can buy my costumes from places I know are reputable and like, I feel good about wearing it. And like, I get to do everything myself in terms of like the composition of the costume. And like, it makes me just feel like, I don't know, like, like this sense of control that you don't have when you're younger because you have no money. So you're just like, I'm going to be able to get whatever costume I can yeah. get. 
and hopefully it looks good. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so, like, it's so amazing how much money opens doors for you, especially as a fan. Like, oh, yeah. as such a music enthusiast, I was so lucky that um, a lot of the shows that I went, all ages shows that I went to when I was younger were very, very cheap. They're not, the venue is now in a different location, and the tickets are nowhere near as cheap as they used to be. Like, yeah. so I hit that sweet spot in, like, the mid-2000s. But now that I'm older, you know, I went on a cruise with the band Paramore, and I was essentially able to pay for a tropical vacation by myself. Like, I... Amazing. Yeah, that was really, that was really cool. Like, I have two different... I, I regularly go to music festivals and, like, participate in, like, the fandom of that. I can order, like, I can order vinyl online for, like, bands that I like. It's the kind of thing that you wish you could go back in time and just, like, send a message to your 14, 15, 16, 17, 18-year-old self and be like, listen, I get it. It's rough right now. You have no money. You can't afford a good costume. You feel, or, like, you can't afford to get good seats at the concert right now, and you feel like it fucking sucks. But I'm telling you, hold out hope. You can just make these make these memories right now because when you get older and you're still into the same shit you were into at 14 because that's how interests work. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, there's uh, younger people in fandoms are like, why are there grown-ups here? And I'm like, bitch, I was here when this was in its heyday. <laughs> my, fa- my favorite quote for that is, um, it's a line from uh, uh, Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe movie. Mm-hmm. And it's Aslan, and he goes, do not cite the old magic to me, which I was there when it was written. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. I was there, all right? Don't you dare dare pretend like Like, I can't be into Final Fantasy 15 and talk about how hot the boys are when I was there when fucking Final Fantasy 10 I was there five games ago okay technically eight but I don't count it because I never played it I just watched my sister play it and I went these are very blocky looking figures like I I got into an argument with like a teenage fallout boy fan like online and I was like nothing I was like it was like I posted a stupid tweet about Pete Wentz <laughs> because I regularly make fun of Pete Wentz oh my God. <laughs> and like they were like how dare you say that you're such a like you're such a creepy old person and I was like Dude, not for nothing, but I was at the Fully Adieu record release show. I was there. You, um, you know, like, I, okay, so I was on the Kingdom Hearts subreddit, which is a sentence in itself that I should be apologizing for. Um, <laughs> and this was like two months ago, three months ago. And I was like, guys, all right, let's talk for a moment. How gay are Axel and Sykes? <laughs> So many people were like, excuse me, I don't think that Sykes is gay. I think that he was betrayed by the acts of Axel. And I'm literally like, he gay though. Like, but like, let's just talk about like, I don't give a shit about his betrayal. Like, you know, like, like, I just, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get through your small little teenage brain that they gay. They're really, really gay. And you want to know why I know they're gay? Because Axel hangs alongside five children and Sykes is like, I'm going to hang out with this guy who hangs out with children. <laughs> uh, so you know, Sykes wants it. And like, I was having deep discussions with children and I'm like, like, no, there's Sykes this, and Axel. There's this mentality in fandom nowadays because of how representation has like kind of evolved like that you know you know oh if there has to be concrete evidence for shipping to it to be like evokes and i was like dude back in my day when two characters fucking looked at each other there was already a three a three exactly. chapter fan fiction, <laughs> I, fan fiction done 
I have, so I was telling Hillary this before we started recording. I found my old photo bucket and there's no way you guys are going to find my old photo bucket because I uh, didn't even know the login. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where it is. <laughs> so uh, I found a folder on my old photo bucket of just Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and I use the word yaoi. Yaoi is not the correct word. It's shonenai. Shonenai is boy love. Yaoi implies that it's some hardcore anal sex at this moment. Um, <laughs> and it's literally just what I had done back in 2007, 2008 was I had collected just so much fan art of different Yu-Gi-Oh characters, uh, all men. Every single one of them was a man. Um, <laughs> and like in like compromising positions. Some of my favorites include... Uh, Bakura with Yami Bakura and Pharaoh Bakura, who are all the same person. So I don't know where I got that from, but I got it. It's there. I was like, that's hot. And I'm like, they're all the same person, Megan. Shut up. Like, they can have sex. No, they can't. They're the same person. The the teenage, okay, the teenage brain, like, it's like, it's like logic and then it's eclipsed by horniness. (laughs) Oh, it absolutely is. And like, I had standards. I was like, listen, Bakura can fuck Yami Bakura, but I swear to Jesus, if any of you send me a Rex and Weevil goddamn fucking pairing, (laughs) I'm going to come to your house and cut your fingers off. (laughs) Okay. My, my preferred pairing was Joey and Yugi, but like, okay. Um, I actually did have, I think I had a couple of images of Joey and Yugi. I think my favorite pairing with Yugi was, Yugi with Yami Yugi. I really liked the idea of people fucking themselves. (laughs) I think I paired Tristan and Joey the most. I was like, Tristan and Joey are obviously guys. Like, there was this mad TV sketch that came out a long, long time ago. And it has Josh Myers, which is Seth Myers' younger brother, and Ike Barinholtz. So please Google this if you can, or like look it up on YouTube. And they're like, uh, they're like, they're like watching. Um, oh, like, this, uh, they're oh. watching like a, they're watching a football game. Yes. Okay. So they're watching a football game, and like every time like a touchdown happens or whatever, they're like celebrating, and then it just progressively gets touchier and touchier, and then they're full out making out. And I like I was like 15, and I was like I'm just gonna I'm gonna tuck that away for later <laughs> yeah no i remember seeing that on like on tv on magic oh yeah and like looking around but like looking around i was like is anybody else in my house watching this and then exactly getting, like you just watch pornography getting, like. seriously getting closer to the television be like i must cherish this it's i think it was because of how passionate the making out was and like for me josh myers was like like my epitome of like like hot kind of effeminate dudes, which is why I'm like super into cloud because I really love the, the towing of the line of masculine and feminine. And it just, it just makes me happy. Like as a person, I'm just like, Oh, Oh my God, you're so pretty. You're prettier than me. Can you put on a dress? I'm sorry. didn't say any of that. Hello. My name's Megan. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's, it's just like, I really like that stuff. So that's, and, and it all started because of fucking that scene, like on Mad TV, however many years ago. And that is why I like started like putting, like shipping these Yu-Gi-Oh characters together. Oh man. I didn't put uh, Band of Keith with anyone. Cause I'm just like, ew, he's ugly. Um, he's uh, too muscular. <laughs> I, I think, um, I think as I said before, I think if we're migrating sort of into like Yaoi, Shonen Eye, like slash territory, yes. I guess, um, to close this episode off with because it is the bedrock of our like I'm so I'm so I'm cautious but optimistic as to what you will say. No. <laughs> um I I'm thinking about like how so much of my um so much of my evolution and so much of like my um my understanding of myself like as 
as a sexual person, like, but, and also as a queer person was kind of like, like couched in these sort of like increasingly well-written like slash and like shonen eye fan fictions because there were actually some fairly talented writers like in like the mid 2000s like back in the day because those people were in their like mid to late 20s they were like or like late 20s early 30s they were like our age now like taking their craft and doing it um so i think uh i think they're aside from like you know like hey it's like it's cool when two of what I like kiss that's great but like also having it be an important part of your foundation and having it be an important part of your fandom experience I think like like grabbing it and making it your own I don't those are my thoughts no I absolutely agree I think for me uh fandom has just been something where like I've just explored so many different facets of a personality and like of my personality yeah. specifically to in, in fandom like I've I've cosplayed as men I've cosplayed as women I've cosplayed uh you know um just a lot of different characters um kind of like kind of like non-binary characters as well because back in the day we wouldn't have like like non-binary wasn't a term it wasn't really a term yeah so we just kind of we we automatically uh divided every character into male or female and i think some of the characters i definitely cosplayed as definitely fall a little bit along the the non-binary line and um it's just exciting to like for me i think exploring all those different options i i think like i I, to this day, like to this day, I I love the I love talking about like just how gay stuff can be with regards to like characters because Me especially in, in <laughs> anime or no, not even in anime in video games specifically, there's this kind of resistance to uh, talk about like like you know pairing these characters off, especially because if it's not canon, people need that can like canonic connection to know if they're gay or not. And for me, like, I just like extrapolating on very small details. I mean, I am the equivalent of Nick Cage in National Treasure, where you just take the tiniest detail, and I'm like, we're going to find the declaration now. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) And, I mean, that's what I was kind of referring to before, the sort of, like, we used to be able to just, like, if two characters had, like, a minute exchange... Like, we could explore I mean, I, I, and that. it's great because if there's one trait I was going to take into adulthood, it was that. I mean, then again, I feel like some fandoms, like the creator, like in Hannibal, if I were to go, Will and Hannibal are gay, everyone's like, yeah, uh-huh, and water's wet too. <laughs> no, because the, the creator of that show has like a lot of, okay, so a funny thing about that show is I think you told me this, but I'm going to reiterate it for the the podcast at large because thank you for telling me this fact um viewers were so used to being gaslit by like like major television networks that like brian fuller had to come out and say yeah they're gay no 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 no, they're fucking each other guys like don't worry don't listen listen don't worry they're fucking each other. It's like, this is absolutely intentional. Like, completely uh, and totally. <laughs> it makes me so happy because, like, I remember there'd be, like, characters that, that canonically I would see as gay. And I'm, it's, it's, it, this is, I, I don't want to go off too, in too much of a tangent, but speaking of, like, I cosplayed Ayame Soma from Fruits Basket. And, um, spoiler alert, at the end of the, at the end of the manga, he, uh, he ends up with his like helper, his seamstress helper in this shop that he works, that he owns. And I re- read that part of the manga. I closed the book. I threw it at the fucking wall. And I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, oh, I was so angry because 
I, I think with, with uh, regards to anime, I think anime and manga for me, like, it definitely helps explore sexuality and gender more specifically. And, like, how it doesn't really matter, like, what you identify as. Like, I think it's all, for me, visual and aesthetic. Like, oh, my God, you're beautiful. Like, I'm a very big fan of beauty. Um, yes. And, <laughs> and, like, and that's why, like, like <laughs> not to go off in anywhere, but I, like, if, if you showed me, like, Henry Cavill versus Ben Affleck. 100,000, 20,000, 378% of the time I'm choosing Henry Cavill because he looks like he takes really good care of himself. And like, uh, also with long white hair in that Witcher show, I was like, yes. I'm okay. Like, like, we're not watching this next season. And I'm like, no, we're going to. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I actually like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I think Henry Cavill's really boring. <laughs> oh, no, I, I swear to God, like, I feel like, like, with, with humans, with real humans, like, real adult human people that exist in the world, I'm like, <sighs> I can't, like, I was really into Tom Hiddleston as Loki, and like, and like, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock, but it's also because, like, there's just something about, like, this, like, flair for the dramatic... Like, I swear to God, all these goddamn, like, Disney villain, like, attributes, like... Like, it's just, like, Jafar, but if he were hotter and not from the live action, because, like, God, it's, it's not even like he wasn't hot, it was just that movie was awful. Um, you, we will be like, doing a future episode on that. Oh, yeah, we're gonna be doing a future episode on all the re Disney remakes, but... But it's just, like, when you compare, like, anime boys, you're like, he's beautiful and he will always be beautiful. And then, like, if you're into something like, like, you know, like, Loki or whatever. But if Loki is not Loki. Loki is Tom Hiddleston who is dressed up as the character of Loki. And you're just like, and oh, Tom Hiddleston is so disappointing in real life. <laughs> he's real, the thing is, he's really not. Like, he's just, like, an actor and a very good one. Like, I saw him, oh, in, a, yeah. I saw him in a play. I saw him in Betrayal back before everything and um oh you saw betrayal damn yeah i saw betrayal i was I, we got really good tickets but anyway um he was he conveyed a completely different kind of energy it was like a heavily masculine like you know not dramatic commanding energy and yeah. like that was um i find presence really interesting and i think that um relating that back to fandom sort of um uh because of my like my entrenchment in literary fandom i'm just so like um uh like of characters presence is like everything to me i agree i absolutely agree i think i think if a character comes on screen or um on page and there's something that you just really want to know what happens to them and you follow their their um their 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 track of like where they're going as a character especially in an ensemble piece like harry potter Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's about Harry, but you also have, like, 35 other characters. 50 that you million can pay. other characters, Yeah, yes. so that you can pay attention to. And, like, I I love that. Like, I, I think with, with manga and anime, it's, it's such a visual medium that... Uh, and I, I used to always watch it in, in Japanese because... Fucking weirdo. Um, like I was just like, dubs are wrong. We can't have English in this world. No, I I As mean I like I English. actually I think I actually got that from you. Like yeah. I started watching it with subs and stuff and then like in my adult life I've started to slowly integrate the dubs into I I actually have to respect a lot because I've looked into the process and that's I think that's the whole thing is that fandom if you're going to be into what you're in, like if you're into something now at 14 15 whatever in your teenage years 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and hazard a guess that you'll still be into it in the next 15 years. Uh, it's not it's not something that's gonna change. Uh, it's gonna be something that it will adapt and it will grow or diminish with time, but it will never like you'll never look at the shit you were into and go, oh, I hate that now. You'd still be able to talk about it in a way that you like. I can still talk about Kingdom Hearts like I played it for the first time three days ago. Um, yeah. Because it's confusing. <laughs> you can be like, why though? But why? I mean, right now, um, I, one, of, one of the episodes that I really want to do is on Final Fantasy VII because I didn't get a chance to be into it when I was younger because it came out in 1997 and I didn't have a PlayStation and it was impossible to get a copy in the 2000s. It was expensive as shit. There was no way I was getting Final Fantasy VII. But um, with the, the remake that just came out, I, I don't know. There's just something absolutely wonderful about discovering something for the first time that came out when you were a child. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can't... I can't describe to you exactly like I know we did an episode on Final Fantasy 7 and I was like kind of shitting on it but that's because I didn't that was a very cursory glance I was like this is kind of stupid and I was willing to like acknowledge my adult brain of being like this is stupid but then my teenage brain was like but Cloud's real fucking pretty and we're gonna have a talk about this Megan okay we're gonna have a talk we're gonna go back room talk like <laughs> And I love that. Like, I think it's like, like the same thing with like, with Harry Potter, like, like we can, like, like Cursed Child was probably garbage in terms of being written, but in terms of being acted out on stage, a lot of people love watching it because it's really fun to watch. Yeah, I know. Like that is, that is largely what I've heard. It's all about like medium and how you experience things fandom wise and like what the, like how the fandom can like take control of an experience and like exactly you're you're the, we're the fans we're the fans of whatever we choose to be fans of so if somebody tries to diminish your love of that thing because you're too old or too young um i mean there's a there's a cutoff like if you're seven continue enjoying yo gaba gaba is that still out i'll find out <laughs> um, i'll find out coming to a placenta uterus to birth near you please don't find me <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's amazing it's amazing because because we're, we, as, as Willy Wonka says, we are the dreamers. We are the, you know, we are the, we are the people who decide what we want to take out of it. And so keep loving what you love. Like, it doesn't matter if somebody makes fun of you. If somebody makes fun of you, we'd be like, man, that really sucks. that You have nothing in life that you love that much. I, excuse me, I really like football. And I'll be like, cool, do you go to cons? And they'll be like, no, I can't afford tickets. Like, well, but even but even with football, there's fantasy football. So, like, you know. Like, that's the thing is a lot of people divorce, like, more traditional fandoms because football is absolutely a fandom. Sports in general are a fandom. I mean, hell, if I were to sit down anybody who's into 90 Day Fiance and go, this is a fandom, they'd go, no, it's not. I just really like watching train wrecks. And I'd be like, it's a fandom. It's a fandom. <laughs> it's a fandom. You're in the fandom, especially if you talk about it with other people. But, Have yeah. Absolutely. Like, like Megan said, fucking love what you love and fuck anybody who says that you can't no matter what age you are. As but long fuck people who, who want, you know, who do, if you do want to fuck people, make sure they're people who are respectful of the fact that you like what you like. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> consent, consent is key. And uh, <laughs> and also if they disagree that Axel and Sykes aren't gay, I mean, move on, honestly. <laughs> He's just not worth it, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This was lovely. This was amazing. This was, like, cleansing. I don't know if you guys enjoyed listening to it as much as I enjoyed talking about it, but personally, I'd love to hear other fandom stories, you know, especially if you're in fandoms, like, going to cons or been to cons in the last few years or so. Yeah, large fandoms, small fandoms, anime, comic books, like, books... TV shows, I mean, I know, like, there's, 
I'm I'm a huge fan of Stranger Things, and I'm in that fandom right now, and that's everyone's yelling about everything right now. So like, I'm in the David Harbor fandom of the sense that I love David Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, dear fandom podcast at uh, gmail.com. We're also on Instagram, dear fandom podcast. Um, and uh, yeah. Thank you so I love much. You guys. We love you. We really do. This was magical. And um, by the time you're be listening to this, Megan will have her baby. So I will. I will. Uh, and I will tell you guys right now. Um, it, I'm absolutely planning on raising her around a bunch of fandom shit. So yeah. If she doesn't like it, then absolutely not going to force it down her throat. But if she does, I'm I'm very excited to introduce all the stuff that I was introduced to as a kid to a, 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 you know a baby. <laughs> it's gonna be great. All right. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.